live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Getting crashed position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming up, Freaks. What's going on, Freak Nation? Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. If you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, thank you guys for taking time out for whatever the hell you typically watch on a Sunday night. Oh, come on. Tonight, it's the Grammys. What award show is it tonight? Grammys. The Grammys. All right. Is anybody going to slap somebody? Who knows? That was only a week ago. Come on. You see the look on my face? Do you hear the dead air across the Freak Radio Network? The Grammys are tonight? hmm Yep. Yeah. Hello, music man. <laughs> that is you, Kenny. <laughs> Whoa. I am I, I am so connected in several areas, but, man, I am so disconnected in one in particular, and it comes to current music. Really? The Grammys are on right now? Right now. Holy crap. Woo. Maybe I knew that. And then I drove to Vegas Friday night, spent two days in Vegas, and it's just a ra- matter of fact, who's that African-American down there on the corner of that YouTube page? I don't recognize him. Who's that girl in, in, on the YouTube page? Oh, hi. I We're just, here. I, I've lost my, my memory, Freak Nation. Wow. that That's is that an insult? Is that a, what is that? What to, to you me? you or to the music business in general? I mean, it's like. You know, Statman, when, it's like me going to Statman and saying, uh, Statman, did you know that uh, uh, the World Rally Championship is uh, going on right now? And he's going, really? Yeah, or that there is no cognac in the cupboard. Yeah. Oh, that would be. Man. Well, hey, uh, a streak was broken today, man. The old man, not a 20-year-old, not a 30-year-old, but a 40-plus-year-old, Denny Hamlin, Won the NASCAR Cup race. So much for that streak of young dudes winning the NASCAR race. Or Statman, as you like to say, uh, the race ended with Denny Hamlin up front. Listen, Denny Hamlin, with the last five laps, he was ahead when he needed to be ahead at the end of that race, Statman. That's all that matters. You only have to lead one lap, the last 10 feet of one lap. That happened a couple of races ago, in fact. There was somebody passed in the last hundred feet and mm-hmm. won it by, uh, you know, a foot and a half or something. Yeah. You only need to lead one lap out of 7,000 that they run. <laughs> <laughs> was it, oh, it was, there was it the Coca-Cola 7,000 7, at Virginia Raceway. Yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. At Richmond Raceway, it was Richmond. the uh, Coca-Cola 7,000. <laughs> they might be running this till Tuesday. <laughs> Who celebrates two birthdays within the next NASCAR race? Coming up. (laughs) I will gladly give you a hamburger on Tuesday for a cheeseburger today. It's the 24-day race for NASCAR, ladies and gentlemen. They used to run those at uh, Madison Square Garden on bicycles, didn't they? The 24-day race. Man, we are what? Three minutes into the show, and your rabbit hole is already... Uh, being Doug hey, here in the Freak Nation. That's my middle name, Alice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a big show for you tonight. Of course, Denny Hamlin, he won at Richmond. We'll talk about that. 
NHRA in Las Vegas. We hope to have Brittany Force, your top fuel winner, joining us here in the Freak Nation. I do know that we're going to have Justin Brayton, Supercross pilot, retiring this year. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And Jake Gagne, your 2021 Moto America Superbike champion, will join us in about 36 minutes here in the Freak Nation. And something Who cool. Who did Jake Gagne tie last year mm. with his wins? Well, one, Nikki Hayden, a uh, very good, likable, enjoyable friend of the Freak Nation who is no longer yes. with us, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So Jake Gagne will be here in the Freak Nation. They, they kick off their season at COTA in Austin with MotoGP. So we f- figure, let's get the freaking champion in here. Uh, he'll be joining us again in about 35 minutes here in the Freak Nation. Also coming up, Michelle Abadi. She runs in the Trans Am TA2 class, and she's running on the national circuit this year. The first time she's done that. She was in Las Vegas for the NHRA Nationals, and she interviews Antron Brown. I got to spend half the day with her uh, yesterday at the track. And Statman Crasher, she's got 550 horsepower underneath the hood of her TA2 car, all right? And she, I promise you, she's probably still trying to grasp. As Antron told us in this in, in this interview, they're now up to 12,000 horsepower per funny car, per top fuel car, Statman. That's hard to believe. You know, that, and they they probably register higher on the Richter scale now uh, when they take off from the line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which, by the way, there was that one car at Las Vegas Motor Speedway when the fuelers would light off. Bang, bang, bang. Every freak. It'd be quiet for an hour and a half. And bang, bang, bang. Turn right. your alarms off, people. We're going to resume with some affiliates. Freak Nation, come right back to Crash Guy's Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Hopefully you're listening and or watching on YouTube and Facebook Live. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes for Speed Freaks is brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com or SpeedFreaks.tv and learn how you can get up to $70 back when you buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire. That's right. That's General tire.com for 70 bucks back when you buy four qualifying passenger truck tires crasher you got this all right this weekend was considered a quiet weekend because next weekend i think everybody aside from maybe richie himself are back in action but this weekend it was off-road it was nascar and it was nhra so out of 273 entries bryce excuse me bruce mcmillan and jason duncan took the overall win in the score san philippe 250 and, of course, that was in the SCORE Trophy Truck class. They took it over Bryce Menzies and Mark Walzer, Mike Walzer. I can't get any names right tonight. Hello, Sunday night. They were rounding out the podium. All right. It seems that the masses are truly split on whether or not they liked this generation car racing the short track of Richmond in NASCAR to each his own. That's fine. I liked it. I like green flag racing, especially that brings about different strategies. But... It was a weekend owned by the Joe Gibbs racing team. On Saturday, Ty Gibbs bumped his teammate John Hunter Nemechek out of the lead on the final lap to claim his third Xfinity race on the season. And get this, the two JGR drivers dominated the afternoon, combining to lead all but one of the 250 laps. Come cup time, it looked like it was going to be the Ryan Blaney show, and we'd be off to witness the seventh different winner of the season. 
well, the seventh different winner we got, but again, it was Joe Gibbs. It was a Joe Gibbs driver, one who didn't even have a top 10 to his record yet for 2022. Congrats, Denny Hamlin, putting, like Kenny said earlier, that young gun talk to rest. All right, in top fuel, the Vegas four wide nationals, the final four were each in their first final round of the season. Antron Brown, Tony Schumacher, Steve Torrance, and Brittany Force. And remember, Torrance entered this four wide weekend, winning the last three four wide nationals consecutively. After Antron Brown and Tony Schumacher smoked the tires, it was girl power to the finish. Brittany Force taking the win over Steve Torrance for her first four wide win since 2016 in Charlotte. And with that final round appearance, both she and Torrance drove past Mike Salinas in the funny car points too. I'm out of time, but it was Ron Caps in Funny Car, and it was more girl power, Erica Enders in Pro Stock. More on the details next hour. Freak Nation looking to get Brittany Force and more coming up. Speed Freaks Pet on the Lucas All Studios. Speed Freaks Motorsports. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, our buds at General Tire want to give you 70 bucks back on a piece of prepaid card. How do you get it? Well, you buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire, up to 70 bucks back. Uh, we're not talking these high-performance bad boys you see in the ARCA series. Passenger tires, you follow me? For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. GeneralTire.com. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. And, of course, the official tire of the Freak Nation. Have you heard about Lucas Brake Parts Cleaner? Lucas Brake Parts Cleaner is made of the highest quality components, giving you superior performance and leaving no residue. How do you apply this? You apply Lucas Brake Parts Cleaner liberally to the parts that need to be cleaned. You'll eliminate brake fluid, grease, dust, and dirt components. We know a little bit about that here in the desert, I'd say. And basically what that does is that makes you a happy driver because now your brake noise is gone and your performance has gone up. Boom. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with a NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Polling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. I will say this, Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years. On June 25th, 2022, it'll be 22 years, man. Lucas Oil's been a part of it. General Tire, many others have been a part of it. General Tire's been with us for the long haul. So, again, thank you guys for making this thing possible. Who would have thought 22 years ago we'd be doing this damn show on, on, on something called YouTube? YouTube and Facebook Live. We thought we might be doing it on, was it uh, MySpace, Crasher? Oh, God. Well, YouTube was around, wasn't it? It was just very, no. very, very, very new. Or was it? No, was it, it wasn't around before? yet. I mean, the World Wide Web was barely around when we started. So yeah, YouTube <laughs> wasn't there. So again, thank you, Freak Nation, for being a part of this. And I, and I mean it when I say big old thing. Big old thing. This segment brought to you by good friends at Lucas Oil. LucasOil.com is a great website. I don't care if you got yourself a motorcycle, a speedboat, or a jalopy out there in the garage you want to keep up and running, you go to lucasoil.com to find the product to keep your ride or your rides on the road. Lucas Oil, that's lucasoil.com. Looking to connect with Brittany Force, your NHRA top fuel winner uh, here in the Freak Nation. One in Las Vegas. Stat man, Crasher, Suave, he's here. Uh, it's my first time to ever see the four wide oh, nationals. Wow, that's so right. if you do the math from our discussion about 10 minutes ago, you have 12 times four. There's 48,000 horsepower on the starting line. And Statman, if it would have been at nighttime, I would have utilized the word that you cemented into my head. It would have been archaic uh, to see four top fuel cars rolling down archaic together. Or Jurassic. Jurassic. What the hell am I talking about? Well, it could be archaic if it's Jurassic. Yeah, Jurassic. Sorry about that. Yeah, Jurassic. It was bonkers. It, I, you can't, you can't, how ex- different? No, no, no. How different than just two at a time? I mean, you, you shake more than two at a time. You, you, do you inhale more than two at a time? I mean, exactly how is it different? And I'm not, this is going to be funny, but I'm not trying to be funny. Right. Let's say you've got a football field at one end zone, you've got Zeppelin. At one end zone, you've got Guns and Roses. On the sideline, you have the Who. And on the other sideline, you've got Bruce Springsteen to try and quiet. You, you can't explain it. You got cannot it. explain how loud it is. I just, it, it makes no sense. That's why we're going to bring in uh, Brittany Force here in the Freak Nation. Brittany, you got us okay? Hi, yeah, I can hear you. All right. So, Perfect. so Brittany, I was trying to explain to the Freak Nation, this is my first four wide nationals to attend. And again, congratulations on your yeah. top fuel win. We're going to get to that, of course. I Explaining funny car top fuel to someone who's never seen it or heard it, you just can't. Now, I see four of you guys going down together. <laughs> I, I was trying to explain to Crasher and Statman, who've not seen a four wide, how can you explain that, Brittany Force, winner from Las Vegas, what four – top fuel cars running together feels like uh there's it's it's honestly it's it's a little confusing for the driver the team everybody because there's a lot going on you pull up to that starting line you're looking at your christmas tree and now you have your bulb and you have three more next to you and um it's just a lot going on it's it's making sure you know what lane you're in keeping your focus 
and uh, hopefully turning on a win light. It's a lot though, because qualifying, you get four runs, you get one down every single track and that is it. You don't get, you know, you get one down the lane and that is it. So lane choice is very important here. You uh, definitely want that, but um, it's cool. It's fun. We do it only twice a year. We do it in Charlotte and we do it here in Vegas. Uh, we won in Charlotte back in, I want to say it was 2017. We, and now we won here in Vegas. So, um, I'm excited about it. It's, um, it's a, it's a big win for our team. It's the first win of the season. All right. And of course, and you guys have just thrown so many number one qualifying positions around the field over the last year and a half as well. So, I mean, clearly you guys have a massively powerful car and much of that is due to David Grubnick, former driver, now tuner of your car. And you just mentioned that lane choice is so key. I heard him say something about how the lanes were all pretty good at this event. So when they're all pretty good, how do you make your decision on where you want to run? Um, sometimes the crew chiefs ask me, ask me, you know, if, if there's a lane that I'd rather be in and I always leave it up to them, you know, whatever lane they think is the best one, whichever one they think we will get down the quickest, that is the lane I'm going for. I gotcha. Are you a lefty or a righty when it comes to that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here I would say lane one would be my pick, but Perfect. we won in lane two. So <laughs> well, you're still more on the left side in that regard. <laughs> That, do you like this sensation? I mean, it's different, but do you like it? Are you? Do you have a preference for it, or are you just like get me back to that two side by side um, the way I we think normally it's fun do? It. For doing it twice a year, that's all we do. It is twice a year. That's all that we need to do it. I wouldn't want to do it any more than that. Um, but it's fun. It's fun for the fans. It's a new challenge for the team, a driver, and it's just something different. Brittany Force. Tell me if this is true. The four wides and the final round included you, Antron Brown, Steve Torrance, and Tony Schumacher. That's like the last 12 <laughs> top field oh, yeah. championships. Yeah. That yeah. was some Our, that's some serious driving everybody yeah, was I'm doing. If you to, was, yeah, Tony Schumacher, Antron Brown, and um, Steve Torrance and I. Yeah, so you, it was you, a tough lineup, but we had a tough lineup, you know, every single quad. But that one was, it was pretty cool because they said everyone had won a championship or multiple championships, um, you know, coming out of that quad right there. So to be able to line up against them and turn a win line on was pretty incredible for our Monster Energy Flavor Pack team. How'd you feel about that? I know you get that question all the time, but that had to be a very big smile under that helmet because you absolutely not only you, you my not, came on the radio and said that we'd won. I was screaming in the car. Couldn't wait to I exploded out of that car. Couldn't wait to get out, find my guys, you know, give them hugs, congratulate them because it's such a team effort. It took every single one of us to get the job done and we pulled it off. Yeah, drivers always say team effort and but you beat the last 12 you knocked over the last 12 championships that's that the crew chief wasn't out there that was you leaving on everybody that was you driving the car and Brittany, you got to take some credit for that thank you i'm sorry we're we're still tearing down so it's hard to hear you i i wasn't sure what you asked me <laughs> Take credit. Take credit because yeah, you deserve it. You were the one on the throttle. You were the one on the clutch. I mean, they set you up, but you you still have to finish it. It does. It, it does take all of us. Sometimes it does come down to the driver on the starting line. Sometimes it comes down to, you know, the team putting the car together. So I've won on both sides of it. But it was pretty much um, top to bottom. Every single one of our guys, driver, crew chiefs, all our guys, we all 
brought it up to that starting line and it paid off. Brittany Force, NHRA top fuel winner from Las Vegas to four wide nationals. And I saw something yesterday that gave me an indication that, again, thank goodness you only do this twice a year where one of the car during qualifying, one of the cars left early, which, again, 12,000 horsepower leaves early. You want to go. And that made everybody's that just screwed everybody's rhythm off. And I saw two of the other teams get pissed off at the guy that left early. Oh, yeah, I've seen it happen. It's um, it's happened uh, with me a couple of years ago. Um, um, I don't remember who I was running, but it's tricky. If you, you know, lose sight of what lane you're in and, and you think you're staged and you're not, and then the tree comes down and they time you out, it gets confusing. Your eyes start wondering and you're, <laughs> am I in my lane to what lane? And, and it makes you double think of things, but you can't. You know where you're at. you got to stay focused and you can't let it bother you. Mm. Yeah. So are you buying dinner for the team tonight? Are you guys going to so. play craps? Are you? <laughs> uh, we're still, we're, the guys are still working. They're still tearing down and we're testing tomorrow. So we still, we're oh. not done working. But um, we're, when we get out of here, we're hoping to get to dinner if it's not too late. We want to go celebrate for sure. Heck yes. Well, well, we'll let you get back to celebrating. But if you could answer this for me, explain to the Freak Nation, you're testing tomorrow after you want a race. Are there specific things that you're going to test for the next race, or are there just some kinks that you still need to work out, Brittany? Um, coming into this weekend, our crew chief even said, even if we pull this thing off and we win, our plan is still to test. That That is our plan regardless. So um, we already knew that coming in. And uh, yes, we had a great day, but we're testing specific things. Uh, we're going to make, we're planning to make three to four runs and, um, and yeah, we'll, we're not even going to make full runs. It's just testing parts to see what we could do uh, to carry us through the season. Are you just trying to get out of the ride home with your old man so he's going to talk your ear off? No, he's testing too, I believe. I think oh. all the teams are. Vegas is a place where typically we always end up testing after the weekend. Yeah. Hey, Brittany, thanks Wait, for doing Hold on, hold on. What, was what? that after Phoenix that Robert said he didn't want to drive home with, with John? <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> no, we will be driving. I'll be driving home with him uh, tomorrow when we're done testing. So. Do you put AirPods in? What? Do you put oh, AirPods in? That would be so rude. I would never do that. <laughs> never. It's her dad. Great conversation. And we got a Wally sitting between us, so we'll be yeah, good. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brittany, thanks for doing this. Thank you. All right. Brittany Force here in the Freak Nation. That is awesome. AirPods in? What the? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Do you ignore your dad? For six hours or five hours. I mean, come on. I mean, Richie, Richie's got AirPods in right now and he's having a tough time listening to us. Richie, have you been ignoring us for the first 23 minutes? Oh, of course not. No, I've been listening to every single word you guys have been saying. All right. Yeah, right. Wrong answer. Part of my, <laughs> part of my, part of my job. <laughs> we got face <laughs> uh, Freak Nation we got more to talk about in regards to Denny Hamlin's win again he was he broke a streak for an old man we'll get to that also his name is Jake Gagne uh, Superbike champion will be joining us here in about uh, 17 minutes here in the Freak Nation but first oh appropriate 17 wins last year he's coming up in 17 minutes bang <laughs> Read a brilliant piece this week on the MSNBC website. It was a deconstruction of the successes young drivers are having in NASCAR recently. The last 12 races have all been won by drivers under 30. 
The piece, though, said this is more about their race experience than it is about their age. All of that might be true, but it misses the real point of what's happening lately. These new winners represent a deeper dive into the potential pool of race fans. And we all know NASCAR needs a new influx of new fans right now. There are only three former champions, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex among this week's top 10. And Elliott is 26 and Logano is only 31. He's still a newcomer to some NASCAR fans. We're finally witnessing a changing of the guard in the NASCAR Cup Series. When the checkered flag falls lately, we're missing the Kevin Harvick's, the Bush brothers, Brad Keselowski, and the others who banged their way into victory lane in the last 10 years. Now there's new names, new challengers, new rivalries, new headlines are more than welcome in the NASCAR Cup Series inside the marketing conversations there. Anyone who doesn't understand that NASCAR is in the core business of audience building and not racing doesn't really understand what's going on. Peace. Reminder, Freak Nation, General Tire, through the end of April, you can get up to $70 back with a Visa prepaid card when you buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find out how you can get up to 70 bucks back with a Visa prepaid card when you roll in and purchase four qualifying passenger tires. I was hanging out at Las Vegas for a day and a half. Had to end up freaking driving. Flights were canceled. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> I had ordered I had Statman had ordered my uh my double gym beam in uh the club there and then I got word that the flight was canceled. I the man it was tough to pour that double gym beam away to get in that get in that car to drive to Vegas, my friend. Last time I think I had gym beam, you lost me for about 24 hours. <laughs> as long as you don't mix it with southern comfort. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool because behind the bar is the Admiral's Club. Behind the bar, I said, "What's your what's your house whiskey?" Because it's free. She goes, "Jim Beam." We go, "Damn, that's not that's not house. That's damn near middle shelf." Hell yes. Can I have a middle double? Shelf. She said, "Yeah." Yeah. She said, "No," but you can walk <laughs> over there and say, "She says you can walk over there and set your glass down and come back and get another one." I said, "Okay." You did not. Yes. <laughs> yes. You kidding me? Did you have to go back home and get a get your car, or did you rent a car at the airport? No, I I, I parked my car at the airport, and it was just, yeah. No, I, I got hopped in my car and had to drive to Las. Yeah, I know first world problems. Had to drive to Las Vegas. Well, thank goodness you live close enough. I mean, if you were in Dallas, you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You would have just given up the weekend. But yeah, I had no idea he was driving until. A, about an hour before he was outside of Vegas. And I said, update on your flights. We're still waiting (laughs) or something like that. And he goes, yeah, I'm about an hour out now. Mm -hmm. I had to drive. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Insane. But yeah, you enjoyed Vegas. Uh, NHRA. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Spent the day with uh, Michelle Abadi, who drives Trans Am TA2 car uh, on the national circuit and Antron Brown and 
Kyle, don't call me Kenny Koretsky. Spent some time with him <laughs> yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday was yes. Saturday. Uh, Richie, you can get on mic here for this one, my friend. Uh, it was uh, it was six eight nine, bro. It was six eight nine at the Sahara, and it was fantastic. I Statman, you may not know this, but well, Statman, I tried to teach Statman how to uh, play craps, but it was six eight nine at the Sahara, buddy. And typically, if the, if one table gets cold, I'll just leave the casino. But I stayed at the Sahara for three hours and just rotated between these tables, and it was sick. It was awesome. I was I was you know, when you win, it's just. You, it feeds something in your melon. I, I know that I can't think of the word. It's, it's called uh, addiction. No, uh, <laughs> tes- not testosterone. What, what is it? What am I trying to say? What is it? Serotonin? Endorphins. Endorphins, yeah, endorphins man. I was having such a damn good time. I got up from that table. Went over here. What's the minimum? Oh, 50. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, yeah, exactly. I just That's how stupid I was. I sat there for about 30 minutes. What is why? What is going on here? On a fifty dollars minimum table. Yeah, it's like just stupid. It just Henley, go to bed. Your college is is clearly done. No, you just don't <laughs> listen. Even if I had that kind of money, I wouldn't do it because I'm looking around going, these guys, there's guys next to me. It's got shoes that are worth more than my freaking car, and I'm sitting there in a you know speed freaks t-shirt. What's up, man? Earrings and harassing people. You know, shouting out numbers like Bob Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Irwin, it's like because I wanted, I didn't want, you know, I wanted a hard four, man. It was like Robert. Oh, and then there's some guy next to me. He shouts out, "Promise this, this happened. This happened before I started shouting out Dallas Cowboy numbers." This one guy goes, "Give me a Robert Newhouse." I go, "Where are you from?" He goes, "I'm from Colleyville, Texas." This is happening, man. I got a Robert Newhouse fan next to me. Robert Newhouse, Robert Newhouse is 44. He wanted a hard eight. So that's why he said, You're Robert. <laughs> you were at your table and you didn't play? No, I was playing. Okay, good. Okay. okay. So all of this is going on while Coach K is leaving right. the industry. You're out there throwing money on the table and Coach K is uh, getting blasted by UNC. Yeah. Well, remember, Stat, you had to remind me that the Grammys were on tonight. <laughs> I'm so disconnected in some areas of my life right now. <laughs> okay. I was doing kid stuff mm-hmm. very late last night. So it was all day, all night. And I read something this morning. Was Coach K kind of disrespected by the media? Like, did he not get his fair shake at interview time post game? Or well, I don't know about lines? post-game, but, uh, you know, they did special features and everybody, you know, loved him and so forth. He walked out hand-in-hand hand with his wife after the loss. Uh, I don't know what kind of disrespect they gave him. There's no telling what the media nowadays, you know. The media <laughs> made up the, uh, uh, the problems with the environment. Climate change, you know, that's all made up by the media. Oh boy, here we go. The media oh, is doing on. its own, uh, doing its own thing. So, disrespecting Coach K is shouldn't be a surprise. You can email him at statmc at speedfreaks.tv. Richie, did you see anything like that watching uh, the end of the game last night? I did. I did not because I was very happy that Carolina won. I do not like Duke. I do not like Coach Boo. K whatsoever. Boo. I had money on North Carolina to win the game. They did. Goodbye, Duke. Sayonara. So as soon as the game was over, I turned it off. And you know what I did? I flipped on WrestleMania because Stone Cold Steve Austin was back in the ring. 
<laughs> in the WWE. Felt like a kid again. So here we've gone from Jack Daniels to Stone Cold Steve Austin with stops in the middle to uh, mm. Duke, Coach K, and UNC. <laughs> Six eight nine, baby. Six eight yep. nine. Six eight nine, man. And it just you, you, you sound so stupid at the craps table, but the, your your stick man, he just looking at you, going, "Okay, six eight nine. I mean, he's playing you for it, but CNE craps eleven. Let's go. He gets tips every time it yeah, hits. He did. So yeah. So okay. did you tip? Yeah. Did you tip the guy at the table? Yeah. Hell yeah, I did. Did you throw some serious money his way, or just uh, something he's not going to remember tomorrow? I will say this. I threw more money at him than those rich bastards at the freaking craps table. Of course. Hell yes. Wow. You're going to be commended. Hey, Kenny, do you, do you remember that one time you took me to Vegas and I had no idea you were supposed to tip uh, anybody at the tables and or, and slash or the waitresses? Everybody yeah. looked at me like I was crazy. We got a minute oh, here. Right, yeah. Right. No, Richie's, Richie's winning. Got cra- He's got you know, stacks of money, stat man, at the craps table. And the... The waitress comes up and gives him you know, a couple of beers. And I'm going, Richie, give her a tip, you bastard. He goes, what? <laughs> well, no, no, no. You told him, you said, what chips do you have? Do you have any dollar or $5 chips? And he goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well you, you see, tip you took chips. me to the table and tried to teach me. And I won a few hands and the guy came and raked my money away. And, you know. That's, okay, that's not a win. And, and that's, you know, and I, and right. without thinking, I just said, hey, that's my money. And uh, I was, I was, yep. the yep. you were escorted out. Yeah. All right, Freak Nation. His name is Jake Gagne, Superbike champion for 2021. Their season gets kicked off. The Superbikes gets kicked off this weekend, coming up this week. Okay, next weekend in Austin. He joins us next right here, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas All Studios. 22 years of doing Speed Freaks in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long-lasting, all-season Ultimax RT43 to the aggressive all-terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, getting speed freaks where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, Cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Freak Nation, our buds at General Tire want to give you 70 bucks back on a Visa prepaid card. How do you get it? Well, you buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire, up to 70 bucks back. Uh, we're not talking these high-performance bad boys you see in the ARCA series. Passenger tires, you follow me? For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. GeneralTire.com. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. And, of course, the official tire of the Freak Nation. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Full Studios, 22 years of doing this thing. LucasOil.com, great website to check out line of products to keep your ride on the road, inside your car, outside your car. What about on your motorcycle, man? Yep, Lucas Oil has a product to keep all your motorized vehicles on the road. First time for Jake Gagne joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I got a feeling it's not going to be his last. Uh-uh. Of course, your Moto America uh-uh. Superbike champion, Jake Gagne, here with the Freaks. And Jake, so many things we want to talk to you about. You don't know our history, but our history is pretty deep when it comes to two wheels, in particular when it comes to Superbikes. It's incredible the, the, the riders that have come through here from – uh, I could go on and on, but but having you on is interesting because the record that you tied was one of our favorite people in the whole planet, uh, <laughs> Nikki Hayden, with those race wins. And I took it kind of personal that you tied Nikki Hayden <laughs> with race wins, buddy. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so- yeah it, was a, it was an incredible year to get that many wins. And I mean, for not having a Superbike win until this year, just all came in a flood you know it was kind of crazy with with those number of wins if that happens in something crazy like that happens in the nfl or major league baseball or in nascar hold on i'm cutting you off right there because if it happens in the nfl <laughs> that's the perfect season I know it. 16 consecutive wins 17 total come on that's the well, perfect my point season. is the, he had the jake had the perfect season i got that but, but, but jake do, did people start to question you like what kind of drugs you on oh, uh, what do you have on your bike are you running jet fuel <laughs> did people start to question you no i not that i know of you know um yeah i mean we just had a really great team a really great bike uh and it really helped having Cam Bobier as a teammate my year before. So it was a, kind of the second year on the team. And a lot of stuff starts to click. You know, we had a lot of great people and uh, obviously a great bike. And um, I get once I tasted that first one at the at the beginning of the season, I just didn't want to stop, I guess. And we had 
we had the, the, the bike and the machine to make it happen every weekend. So it was a job well done to the, to the whole crew. With that first win, did you know you had the bike that was going to go on a roll or were you still kind of like, this kind of feels weird. Like we may have the bike. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say like that, especially after the first round, you know, first rounds road Atlanta, it's a place I've always really loved. So I expected to come out swinging there. Um, but yeah, I mean, every, every, every time we loaded the bike off up the truck at every weekend, we didn't have to change a whole lot. We just, uh, we were in a really good spot and I felt really confident with the thing. And, um, it was, it was great to be the guy that was pretty much setting the pace every weekend, you know? Um, but at the same time, you know, it's tough cause I knew how bad those guys wanted to win. And, uh, I was, I was just, you know, I was able to get off to a lot of good starts throughout the year, which was a big improvement from my last couple of years. So yeah, like I said, all those things just kind of coming together. I like how you're being nice there, Jake. I know the other guys wanted to win too, but like you just said, you've been there as well. When you get your chance, this window might not be open open for very long. It might be a couple months. It might fortunately be a couple of years, but yeah, you got to just slam on it and just go, 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 because when it's done, it might be done. So yeah, don't feel bad for the other riders. You can be friends <laughs> with them off the track, but on the track, crush it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That was, that was, uh, that was the plan, man. Like I said, um, we were the people, we were the guys setting the pace pretty much on pole. I think most of the weekends all year. So I knew it was up to me, uh, to go out there and get the job done in the race, you know, cause that's when it counts. So, uh, we, we added a good role there until we hit, till we went to Alabama and got in the rain there and I threw a couple away there, but, um, it was an amazing year nonetheless. Last year was so good. Put yourself in your position right now, mentally this year versus this exact time last year before the season really got going. And are there differences? Are there similarities? Clearly the comfort level is better though, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I think I, I'm in a definitely a different spot than I was at the beginning of the last year. I wasn't, you know, I knew we were going to be capable of, of winning races. Um, I just didn't know at to what extent. And, uh, this year, you know, I learned a lot last year too, even just leading all those laps and having to ride at the front like that. Um, that's a tough thing to do, you know, uh, for that many races in a row. So I learned a lot on how to kind of get that job done. And, um, so yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm feeling even better than going into this year. You know, we've done some preseason testing that has gone really, really well. So, uh, you know, we, we set a good target last year at all the, at all the tracks kind of with our lap times and knowing where we want to be at. So I, uh, hopefully I can, you know, we can keep, up in the ante and I know the guys behind me are going to be doing that too. So we got a good target. <laughs> Do you enjoy racing with a target on your back? Because there's a different kind of pressure that comes with that. It's almost like when you're chasing the target, it's just, you know, no holds bar. You're just like, go, go, go. But when you are the target, do you race slightly conservatively to make sure you don't make any mistakes up front? You know, I don't really think it's changed much as a racer. You know, I go out there and I want to win and I want to win no matter what. Um, even, you know, obviously there's not always, it's not always your day, but, um, I don't really think about that. You know, I, I know, like I said, we kind of had the bike to, to beat, we had the setup and, um, just a really, really solid program. And so it was kind of, I just had to keep, make sure I keep not making those little mistakes. You know, fortunately we had races where we had a little bit of a gap and that's when you're in a tough spot, you know, you don't want to ever back it down too much. And that's when something silly happens, you know, so you just got to kind of stay in the zone and ride those laps out, you know, are you a fan of kicking the season off at least for your class at the circuit of the Americas? Yeah, definitely. And I was really bummed, you know, we didn't get to go there last year. I knew it was kind of on the schedule, but, um, it's cool to race with the MotoGP crowd. It, I think it brings a good crowd in there, Dakota. And, uh, we get to see some of, uh, some of our friends that we know, um, racing world championship, like Cambodia and those guys. And so it's, 
it's cool. It's cool to be on the same track and in, in the hype of the MotoGP weekend because it's uh, it's a really cool atmosphere. Where's the drop off? And we asked this of open wheel drivers too. Where's the drop off? How come we're not seeing a run of Americans in MotoGP? And I, I know that's been part and parcel for decades. Where's the the the, the lack of talent? funneling into MotoGP, just like Formula One when yeah, it comes Indy to car to Formula One. Exactly. Come, comes to uh, America's representing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, especially since kind of the, the days of Nikki Hayden coming over and, and speeds, you know, there's been like a big, a big lull of Americans having the opportunity to race in, in world championship. And, you know, it's just tough. You know, it's kind of a European dominate. A lot of those teams are European and those kids over there have grown up going through the whole program, the Moto3 and the Moto2 and the MotoGP. And um, it just seems that's that's kind of where they picked a lot from, you know. And um, like I said, it, it's cool to see Cameron and, and Joe over there in Moto2, um, hoping they can have a good strong year and see where they go from there. But uh, yeah, yeah I, you know, I don't have an answer to that. I guess politics come into play a little bit. and uh, mm-hmm. But who knows? Is there any sort of conversations? Do you have an opportunity to talk to some of the MotoGP teams or do you even care right now? You're on such a high in your career. Does it even matter to you to go overseas or just stay at home and continue crushing it like you are? (laughs) Well, of course, I always love the opportunity if it was a good opportunity. And, um, you know, right now I'm signed up with Yamaha doing uh, this year, 22 and 2023 next year as well. So, um, that's, that's the plan for right now. And hopefully we can have a good couple more strong years here and then see what happens. You know, you never know what kind of opportunities will unfold. It'd be cool to go over and obviously try to race, race some world superbike again or something like that. Um, but we'll just, we'll have to see what happens. We got two years here to look forward to in Moto America on the superbike. So we'll try to do a good job there. And the reason I asked that, sorry, Kenny, I'm, I'm cutting you off for a reason here. The reason I asked that is because it's changed when it comes to IndyCar and Formula One. It used to be Formula One was the pinnacle, and it still is. But there's some Formula One drivers coming over to IndyCar now. It's like it's almost like the homogenization of, of motorsports throughout the world. It's almost there isn't as much of a stepping stone as there maybe used to be a couple decades ago. Do you feel the same way in two wheel? Yeah, you know, sometimes it's it seems like. Uh there's not a totally clear system, I guess, on how you, it's, you know, yeah. sometimes it's all about who, you know, and you know, you have a good year, you ride the momentum and, um, things play out like they, like they do. You know, I can't, I can't say much except for the the path that I've been on, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, you got right place, right time. A lot of it, you know, Jake Gagne, Superbike champion joining us here in the freak nation. And you look at soccer in European countries and South American countries. Same with, uh, frankly, Formula One. We have karting here. We have different progressive progression for motocross and supercross, but we really don't have a feeder system that is conducive to, like you're saying, in the European countries where you're on a bike at four years old, knowing four that- Four months old. Yeah, <laughs> knowing that 10 years after that, you're going to be running in a, in a form of, of super bikes. So maybe it's the feeder system that we need to establish here in the States. Yeah. Like, I think that has been tough. Um, I mean, like, you know, bringing up supercross and motocross here in the States, it's kind of, uh, one of the main areas of the world, right. And there's so many opportunities and races and tracks and on the, on the opposite side with road racing, it's kind of, there hasn't, there hadn't been a lot of, you know, there's not as much pocket bike or smaller bike racings and opportunities like they have in Europe. Um, 
but it's been cool to see the last couple of years seeing uh, the Ovale class that comes to come with some of the Select Moto America rounds and some of the young, young kids now that are really, really ripping on those things. It's cool to start <laughs> to see that, um, especially being on the same weekend as the Moto America guys and stuff. We get to go over there and watch them. And uh, hmm. I'm always there lining the fences, watching those kids. It's awesome. And so stuff like that, I think, is really going to help because I think we've missed out on some of that that age group right there um, hmm. being tough road racing, you know. Jake, you referenced a little bit ago about how you are signed for two more years with this Yamaha team. And do you have things in your contract? Like, who knows? I mean, athletes all over the place, their contracts are so different, but it seems like over the last 20 years, we've seen a narrowing of availabilities in contracts. You can't go ride a go-kart or you can't <laughs> skydive. Are there certain things? I mean, you're a Colorado guy. Are you allowed to ski in the off season? I mean, are there things you just can or cannot do? No, I can do. Yeah. I don't have anything like that in my Yamaha contract. Um, funny enough though, when I was, when I was in world Superbike for Honda in 2018, um, I remember seeing in my contract, no skydiving, um, <laughs> a couple other things I, you know, I did, I think, I didn't think that was funny cause I'd never even thought of that, but, but no, I can, I can, I'm free to do as I will. You know, I'm, I tend to be smarter, I think in my older years, you know, and try not to do anything stupid to get a bum ankle or anything, you know? I like that though. I tend to be smarter. I yeah. do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not smarter in my old age. Come on. Right. Nope. Nope. Nikki Hayden was, uh, <laughs> we know that every time we'd have him on, he'd always hearken back to his flat track days. And that's oh, yeah. just really where his Jones was at the time. And he and his brothers would always excel in, in that. Uh, what's your Jones? If, if you're away from the track, and maybe you're in another motorsport. Maybe it's not another motorsport. What's what's Jake Gagne's Jones that just gets you off outside of running that bike <laughs> at you know 180 miles an hour? Yeah. Well, I grew up when I was start like four or four or five six. I started on motocross, and so to me, I almost you know I've been riding motocross longer than I have road racing. It still almost feels like more like home in a in a in a weird way, you know. Um, so I still enjoy riding dirt bikes a lot, riding mountain bikes. Um, when I was in San Diego, I loved to surf a lot and, and be in the ocean. And Ooh. but now that I'm out here in the mountains, I get to explore some other stuff and been enjoying the winter and, and hiking a lot. And uh, yeah, I just, I just like to be outside, you know, ride some motorcycles when I can. And I'm a pretty simple guy. <laughs> Why did you move to Colorado when you're in such a bitching place like San Diego, man? Yeah, I, I loved it. I guess I guess being there my whole life or being around that area, um, I was just ready for ready for a change, you know. And more and more crowded every year. I was kind of just looking forward to trying to get out, get away from the city a little bit and um, have a little more breathing room. You know, I felt like I, the only thing that was keeping me in San Diego for so long was I did love the ocean. I love the beach and, mm. and surfing. But other than that, uh, I would have been probably gone a while ago. <laughs> when you're on the bike, regardless if it's uh, in a race or you're qualifying or just practice, you got music stuck in your head, Jake? <laughs> I can't say that really happens to me. What? At least not when I put my helmet on. And I, I mean, I get you know songs stuck in my head like anybody, but uh, I don't. I don't recall me singing while I'm riding much at all. You know, maybe if I'm out trail riding or cruising mm -hmm. around, floating around. But uh, that, that's funny though. I don't think I'm one of those guys. You're not going to find me singing <laughs> under my helmet. <laughs> you know, I think Ben Spees was another guy. I mean, mm -hmm. we knew Ben Spees when he was 16, I think, but. Yeah. So, so no songs in your head. So where it, your focus is, is clearly on the asphalt, but I mean, you don't need a song to keep you going. What does keep you going or what does keep you pushing, pushing, pushing? Uh, I think just 
I know if I, I got to focus to hold on to that thing. If not, I'm kind of screwed. So <laughs> I don't have a choice. To, okay. I just got to put all my focus in that and riding that thing and going as going as fast as I can and uh, making sure I don't make any mistakes <laughs> that it cost me. Clearly, it's working. Whatever you're doing, don't change it. You know, I think it was Kevin Schwantz, Crasher, that told me one time where every now and then, like we do in cars, we forget where we came oh. from. Meaning he'll lose himself on the bike. Like, holy smokes, I got to focus back on this bike, man. Or I, or I, or I am going to be freaking on the tarmac. Has there been a time where you've caught yourself like, come on, Jake? Because you're so comfortable. You had a, like a crappy <laughs> night before. You had a, a fight with your significant other, or you know, you lost at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. You, have you been caught yourself going, bro? I better focus, or I am road rash. <laughs> I do for sure. I mean, I think as the years go by with experience and, you know, racing for longer, that stuff doesn't, I do remember that happening a lot more when I was a kid or younger, you know, thinking about what's for lunch or what's for dinner or something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe just, you know, with experience, I, I guess when focusing is getting a little better over the years. <laughs> well, brother, this is badass. Jake Gagne, Superbike champion, uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation, kicking off. Uh, at least your portion of the 2022 season at uh, in Austin, representing uh, the USA with all those freaking es- Spain riders that come in from MotoGP. <laughs> those guys are so badass. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're eating or drinking. Maybe maybe we ought to check their blood level for yeah. drugs, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, those guys. I mean, like we like we were talking about, they're just off at it so young, man. And you, yep. know, you see these kids coming out in, in the Moto Two or Moto Three at 16 and. Uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it just goes to show you what will happen if you do really practicing. Well, buddy, thanks for doing this. Good luck to you for the 2022 season. Let's get you in here after a big race win. We've, uh, we're partners with Mav TV, and Mav TV, of course, is going to be fo- featuring uh, your series uh, with, the, I believe, the majority of your races throughout the – Is it Super Sport, mm-hmm. Crash? Yeah. Okay. okay, Super Sport. But regardless, man, uh, after a big race win, let's get you back in here, man. All right? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, Speed Freaks, and uh, looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. See ya. Guys, such a freaking badass. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Anybody racing <laughs> super sports, super bike, whatever, those two-wheel machines, rockets that go mm-hmm. 180 to 200 miles an hour. <gasps> oh Freak Nation, big second hour coming up. We're going to go super crossing and... NHRA meets sports cars. We explain next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. What's going on, Freak Nation? Second hour of the Freaks. Michelle Abadi, a badass sports car pilot in the Trans Am Series, flying those Lucas Oil colors. She interviews three-time NHRA top fuel champion, Antron Brown. She's trying to understand her race car, 550 horsepower. How in the hell does Antron handle 12,000 horsepower? That's a, it's, a, it's a bit When you watch two professionals in their profession, talk to each other about their respective profession. 
It's fun to watch. So that'll be coming up in about 40 minutes. Also, Justin Brayton, he's been running Supercross for 20 years. He'll join us in about 12 minutes here in the Freak Nation. Denny Hamlin got himself a win. Crasher will have more information on what transpired over the weekend in your motorsports series with your pit news and notes. Denny Hamlin pretty much um, breaking the streak, stat man of drivers under 30 winning the last 12 NASCAR Cup races. Yeah, I was watching that today, and my guy here, Statman Carruthers. There we go. Hit the on button, and we are good to go. You hear me now? Nope. There you go. Still can't hear me? (laughs) (laughs) As as you'll bring up in your pit news and notes, Denny Hamlin with the race win. They keep calling him the old guy. Remember when we started this damn thing? I can't. Yeah, it's it's tough to get over that. And I remember when NASCAR was testing out here in Phoenix – couple weeks before they were heading off to Los Angeles for the clash at the Coliseum that I called Joey Logano, one of the old guys. And he's like, Hey, listen, I'm 31. And then I looked back at him and I said, but you're the oldest on your team. So technically you're the old guy. So yeah, it's just, it's interesting. The changing of the guard is good. It's refreshing and it's needed in all forms of motorsports. And I love that we're seeing it everywhere too. Statman, you can talk now. I brought up your volume. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Um, my fault. Hey, there he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was watching the race today and my guys started backing up, you know, and I said, hey, dudes, the, the finish line is that way. And, you know, they were backing <laughs> up as the thing went on. And, but you got to, if you don't leave the last lap, you lose. So, uh, they had a problem, and uh, I still, I still like what's happening with the younger drivers, yeah. and they're going to, uh, they're going to rewrite the whole thing this year. The 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 old guys are, uh, they got a problem. They're not keeping up, and uh, they're more worried about other things than winning. Yeah, and it's happening everywhere. It's happening in. NHRA Pro Stock. It's happening in IndyCar. It's happening in Formula One. I mean, it's happening everywhere and it's not a bad thing people used to think i remember when the thought to some media people the thought of nascar without tony stewart and jeff gordon what are we gonna do and i remember the exact conversation we had with them was well has it survived since richard petty has it survived (laughs) since dale earnhardt senior uh it has so guess what this is just the way things go and it's a good thing and think to think since in the last 22 years there's been several iterations of who's the best and who's going to win and who's going to mm-hmm. lose uh, since we've been on the air. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's only like you said, Crash, it's only natural that the next generation comes in and these guys got to find something else to do. And most of them TV, it you seems know, like. Kyle Larson for the 2021 season, you put him in a freaking golf cart, you put him in a shopping cart, he would win. And he did. He won in everything. And after Richmond, dig this stat, stat, Kyle Larson's fifth place finish ends a streak of three straight finishes outside the top 25 for your NASCAR champion. Wow. Wow. And I say he had the greatest season in the history of man last year. And now he's having a hard time getting to the, getting to the end of the race. So, you know, it works itself out, you know, and, uh, um, I don't know who won the beat the freak this week, but uh, uh, I was, you know, my guys at one point, I was ahead. You know, I, my guys were the top 11 or top nine or something like that. 
Nice. But, you know, like at the end, though, they uh, do it in reverse and uh, stop for gas. <laughs> <laughs> Or stop Sounds like for a cross-country road trip. Yeah, stop for a burger or something, you know. <laughs> well, I picked Denny Hamlin, so I think it might be a little tough for someone to beat the freaks this week. But we'll see. Rich, you'll have the, the final tally for us here soon. All right, Freak Nation. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up. Your stat man, Scat, and Supercross star Justin Brayton will join us here in the Freak Nation as he gets set to retire after 20 freaking years. <laughs> Let's resume with some affiliates and get right back. Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for coming aboard. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up this hour, Supercross star Justin Brayton. Retiring after 20 years. Sports car badass, Michelle Abate, interviews three-time NHRA top fuel champion, Antron Brown. You don't want to miss this interview when you have two stars in the respective sports interviewing each other. It's awesome. But first, Crash Fattest Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Now through the end of April, 70 bucks back on a piece of prepaid card if you buy four qualifying passenger tires from General Tire. For more information, go to GeneralTire.com, the official tire of the Freak Nation. That is General Tire. Crasher? All right, in the first hour, I did not really get a chance to touch on Funny Car in Pro Stock from the Four Wide Nationals in Las Vegas. So let's get to Funny Car because all four finalists were in the three seconds. 3.9 for all four of them. It was just spectacular. Ron Caps, Robert Height, Matt Hagen, and Alexis DeJoria. And it was Ron Caps who came out on top. So fourth start since being a team owner, Ron Caps taking the win. That's how it's done. That's just, that's how it's done. Ron Caps, team owner. And winner now in Funny Car. In Pro Stock, it was Girl Power. We just talked to Brittany Force, who took the win in the four wide top fuel finals. We talked to her first hour. If you missed that interview, check it out on speedfreaks.tv. Come tomorrow. And then it was Erica Enders. She drove past Christian Quadra and gosh, who was it? Dallas Glenn and Mason Magaha to take her win in the four wide. So yeah, two girls out of three total winners in NHRA. I'm liking that. Brittany Forrest, like I said, was the other winner. She in top fuel. And I think Statman brought up the pretty incredible stat that it was Brittany, Tony Schumacher. Uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Steve Torrance and then Antron Brown. So in the total of that final, 12 of the last, yeah, the last 12 championships were right there. <laughs> incredible racing. In NASCAR, it was in Richmond. To each his own, whether or not people liked this new gen car at the short track races, I liked it. It was a Joe Gibbs weekend, though. Let's just be honest. On Saturday, Ty Gibbs bumping his Joe Gibbs teammate, John Hunter Nematech, to take the win, and they led all but one lap of the 250 circuits around that track. Come cup time, it looked like it might be Team Penske and Ryan Blaney, but nope, it was Denny Hamlin who had all the muscle at the end. Congrats to Denny Hamlin pulling that young gun talk to rest or putting it to rest. And in the score, San Felipe 250, Bruce McMillan and Jason Duncan getting it done. Boom. Coming up, Justin Brayton, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
Hey, Freak Nation, our friends at General Tire are back at it, and they want to give you up to $70 on a Visa prepaid card just for purchasing four passenger tires on General Tire from now through April 30th. That's $70, guys. Spring is here, so show off your new tires, your new Generals. It's that easy. Guys, for more information, just check out General Tire. General Tire delivers for whatever life brings your way. And yes, General Tire is the official tire of Speed Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7, 365. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers. General Tire's Grabber X3 all-season mud terrain tire offers aggressive styling engineered for durability with innovative performance features ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with Speed Freaks since 2001. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil stabilizer keep that engine alive now you can get generic viagra shipped to your door for about two dollars a pill get the same impact for less call steel man pills now and get the same blue pill for about two dollars a pill call now for the 50 pill special and save even more plus get a free bonus 800-993-1327 That's 800-993-1327. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. We know that many of you are listening to us on the Freak Radio Network, and a number of you are finding out that we have a video portion of Speed Freaks, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, or on Twitch. We're there for you. In fact, uh, follower of the Freak Nation, Suzette McGuire, said, hey, man, hola, I'm from Southern California. You guys are awesome as always. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, ba- Sarah Bauman. Bauman. Sorry, Sarah. Uh, yeah, I had a really good time in Las Vegas. I had a really good time. I don't remember it. Because it was so fast. <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay. 
Yeah, That's what no. most people say about Vegas. That's not something you want to admit to your wife, uh, Kenny. My wife? Who's? Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> That's how we roll, Freak Nation. We, it's not braggadocio, or how do you say it? Braggadocio? Braggadocio. How do you say it, Statman? Linguistics, uh, Larry? <laughs> Linguistics, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> braggadocio? Braggadocio. Braggadocio. Debris. When we say debris. (laughs) (laughs) When we talk about us doing this for 22 years, we're not bragging. It's just you don't find professions where you have a radio show with four hosts that lasts for two decades plus. And we've seen generations come and go in all the series that we cover. I don't specifically remember Justin Brayton coming on the scene when he was. 18 years old in Supercross, but damn it, you last 20 years in Supercross, and he won what last year, Crasher, in Florida? Yes, Daytona. At 37? Florida, not just Tampa or Jacksonville or some random. Daytona, of all places. Yeah. Uh, So it is incredible when a guy like Justin Brayton can still perform on a bike, and he still does perform on his bike. Again, 20-plus years of running Supercross, we caught up with him earlier, and I, I needed to compare something with him, given an injury of mine and a mountain bike. It's Justin Brayton oh, uh, as he gets set to retire for 20 years from Supercross at the Lucas Oil Studios. Like for the first time in six months, I broke my collarbone. The last time I was on my mountain bike, it was a legit fall too, buddy. It, was, it wasn't it one was. of those happy-ass <laughs> falls, okay? Nice. But I went back to the scene of the crime, Justin, for the first time on my mountain bike mm-hmm. and kicked that one portion's ass. <laughs> Are there times when you fall on the bike, whether it was Texas or Arizona or Florida, where you have fallen, taken a big dinger, took you out for several races, and you went back there specifically to kick that track's ass? Oh, 100%. I mean, honestly, that started a long time ago when I was – Four years old, five years old. That's what my parents taught me. If you crash, you got to get back on. And and um, that's a big life lesson with anything, right? So nice work. Not nice work on the crash. Sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> nice work on going going back out there and, and conquering it. So, yeah, we deal with that on a week-to-week basis. Trust me. <laughs> when you hit those tracks where you've had a pretty gnarly dinger, is it behind you? Or are you one of those guys that carries it with you to motivate you to kick some ass? Uh, you have to put it behind you as soon as possible. It's kind of cliche to say, but it's the truth. I mean, I had a, I had a big crash a few weeks ago in Indianapolis. Typically, Indy has been a great city for me, a great stadium. And uh, this year it wasn't. So uh, you win some, you lose some, but you got to get back on the horse and, and uh, get, get straight back to work. And as many times as, as we've taken a digger, if I wasn't <laughs> able to get back on or put it behind me, I'd have been done many, many years ago. <laughs> Well, if you can put some of the bad memories behind you, you can't put the good memories behind you. For instance, your Daytona win. I mean, that never, ever leaves your cerebellum. No, definitely not. I mean, I've still got the trophy on the mantle in the living room. So I I like to get reminded of that one a lot. And uh, yeah, super proud of that still to this day. Obviously, it was a few years ago, but to be the oldest ever win a Supercross in really a, a young man's sport, right? That's that's what we've been taught for so many years is you, once you turn 30, it's kind of over. But uh, 
I think I was, I was, you know, one of them to kind of rewrite that, that book and, and um, to be able to win at almost 34 years old and, and think the sport and, and really all sports on, you know, across the board, uh, becoming older and older champions and, and older and older guys that are performing at their best. Well, yeah, you look at, okay, football with Tom Brady. Last year, you just brought up Indy, so I'll bring up Indy. Elio Castroneva is winning his fourth Indy 500 in his 40s. So, yeah, what do you attribute that to your longevity in the sport? Because Supercross, like we've discussed here just briefly, takes a beating on your body. How have you been able to manage so many years in the sport? Uh, great question. I think uh, there's so many different answers, I guess, to that. But the biggest thing is just – mentally i think our bodies are capable of so much you know um even well into our 60s probably there's, there's people running marathons in their 80s i just think the biggest thing is mentally um being at the top for that long and every weekend you're expected to get a certain result which is win the race or or win the, the game or whatever so that's the biggest thing that i think is is um the the number one factor to to people leaving their sport early and then you see a lot of, you know, it's, it's common in every sport. There's so many comebacks, right? You retire and then it's like, oh, wait a second. I've got a few kids at home and <laughs> they're kind of getting on my nerves. <laughs> I want to go. Race so you, you, you see that all the time, right? You see football players come back. So I didn't want to be one of those people um, wanted to kind of run it to the, to the bitter end until I'm at least, you know, still super competitive and never wanted to just be a, a you know, a filler in the field. I wanted to be competitive. So, um, yeah, it's been a been a good run, but I think time to time to call it good and and um, happy to to do it almost to into my forties. Mm -hmm. Well, Justin Brayton, the other side of that coin is that a lot of athletes, or at least one in particular in the NBA, wants to stick around until his son is ready so he could play with his son or against his son. Is that something that you might think about doing? Is waiting until the kids are ready to race and so you can race with them? Uh, no, it's, it's definitely not something that I've thought about just mainly because my kids are, are seven, four and almost one. So it would be a long time. <laughs> I would think they would kick me out of the sport by then. Uh, but I mean, what a cool story, right? With LeBron, you know, maybe playing with his son and, and, uh, um, yeah, I've been in it long enough to where my kids or my oldest two have got to see what I do, which I think is really important. Um, got to see me live out my dream and, and kind of be a role model for them to say, Hey, look, if dad can do it, I can do it. And, and, you know, he set out for a dream many years ago and was able to achieve it. And, and, um, so yeah, hopefully they take something from that and now we can do whatever they want to do. And I'll, I'll be a T-ball coach with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not, not hear Supercross in there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys, when they when they talk about leaving and the, the R word, retirement, they're not prepared for anything. What What do you have in mind to do? Is it going to be a so you're going to become a team member, a team owner? You, uh, what's going to happen with Justin Brayton? Are you going to be involved in the sport at all? Or are you going to go another direction altogether? Well, I, I like your guys' name with Speed Freaks because I'm a I'm a Speed Freak and and I like all things two wheels and four wheels and uh, was able to get in a dirt track car last year and I was totally addicted, <gasps> totally hooked. Um, also, I, I love Supercross and and all things motorcycles. I actually own a motorcycle dealership in Charlotte, North Carolina called 10 Cycles. 
Um, I love bicycles. I love, you know, I've had a relationship with specialized bicycles for a long, long time. And so, yeah, maybe race some bicycles, uh, maybe get in a dirt track car, maybe a sprint car, but um, <laughs> anything racing. You, you, if you got a race and I can be in it, I'm, I'm there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty outlandish. First that's awesome. Of all, Charlotte. How do you end up in Charlotte in NASCAR country and talk about sprint cars and dirt? Uh, you got your mind in a thousand different directions here. Yeah. So what brought me to Charlotte was Joe Gibbs racing. I raced yes. for coach Gibbs for four years and uh, became really close with the Gibbs family. And I know some of the numbers, I guess, behind the scenes on how much it takes to drive a NASCAR, and <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> but to get in a dirt car, that's somewhat affordable. So, um, uh, but yeah, I, I love NASCAR, love everything about it. Got really close with some of the drivers while while I've lived here, and um, respect them guys like like no other. So for me to jump into something like that at at 38 years old, uh, it would I, I, it wouldn't be possible. So. Um, so yeah, just kind of have fun with the dirt track thing. And, and, um, but supercross is, is my passion and that's, you know, that's where I've built my, my life from. And, uh, so I'd love to be a part of a team somehow, some way. Um, but you know, whether that's achievable or not. And, and the big thing is the travel too, with, with three kids to be on the road as much as I've been on the road, it's, it's really difficult. And, and, um, but we'll see. I think there's a lot of different things uh, that could potentially happen, but we'll just see where life takes us. Yeah, I want to I follow up on this dirt conversation because right above your head, Justin, there's a sponsor logo for Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil is the sponsor of the biggest dirt event in in the country, the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals in Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm sensing, I'm sensing, might we see Justin Brayton hop into a, a sprint car at the Chili Bowl Nationals next year? I would say definitely not next year. I need to learn how to drive one first. <laughs> so, uh, but would I love the opportunity to have a test day and, and enjoy it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, jumped in the dirt car and right away felt comfortable. I've been, I've been racing on dirt since I was four. So I believe there's a, there's a true skill in reading the dirt and where there's traction and where there's not. So I picked up on that really, really quick and throttle control. There's so many things that cross over right between the motorcycle and, and racing on dirt on, on four wheels. So, um, yeah, would love to at some point check it out. And, um, but I've heard about the chili bowl that, that looks like some fun. 20 years in supercross, Justin Brayton joining us here on the freak nation. And you talk about NASCAR and supercross, and we've kind of forgotten about what a lot of people thought was a gimmick for NASCAR where stages stage wins, and then you win a race, you're in the playoffs. Is that something now at 38 years old that you could have seen coming to Supercross? Or do you still like the fact that you've got to be the best G-damn rider on the track to win that race and to win that championship at the time? Great question. And, um, you know, there has been talk of, of potential chase format or playoff format in our in our sport. And I, I like it. I really do just – to be consistent for 17 races and to be at, on your A game and and not only those 17 races, but the three months prior to the season to try and stay healthy. It's obviously, you know, fairly dangerous sport. We, we have get-offs quite a bit. And if you can stay healthy for that long, is it's a skill in itself. But also, I think 
you know, if you had a minor injury coming into the season and you started slow and you were on your form late in the year, I think that should be rewarded. Um, so I think it would be neat. I think it'd be neat to have some sort of playoff or chase format. Um, I, I think it would be cool to uh, award, you know, points for heat race wins or, or have something else throughout the day where you can really gain some, some points for your, for your championship. Maybe, you know, they've got the triple crown format at three of the races now. I love that. I was able to get a, a couple wins there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think mixing it up is great. I think it's great as a fan. You know, uh, there's been years where I've been injured and was able to watch some races at home. And I'll tell you what, watching a triple crown race is so exciting. It's just, <laughs> it's just awesome as a fan. So as a rider, maybe not so much because you, you got to line up three times with the best guys. Um, but also at the end of the night, if you win it, you know that you, you were the man. So um, I, I think change is, is, you know, they say change isn't always good, but I think sometimes it is. Justin Brayton, I want to go back to something you said earlier, and you could give me whatever secrets you want to or not, but you mentioned that you could look at dirt and tell where the traction is. Uh, how do you do that? What am I going to see if I look at the dirt and say, oh, I can get some traction? I know if on snow, people think that, you know, you could get on the snow, drive in the snow and get more traction, obviously, than you do on the ice. But how do you do that on dirt? A lot of trial and error, a lot of thinking your front tire has traction and then all of a sudden it doesn't and you're on the ground. Um, just the color of it. Yeah, the color of the dirt um, and, you know, pebbly and, and you know, there's our, our front tire is so narrow. And think about the speeds we're at and how much trust we have to have in that tire. A lot of that is just reading the dirt, where it's going to be slick, where it's not, where I can have maximum traction. And most of that is the color of it. And then also just testing it out, like the, the previous lap, you might go in there a little too hot and slip a little bit and like, okay, well, there's the maximum traction to that point. I'm going to maybe open up my turn a little bit or, um, and it's just something I've done forever. I mean, if you do something for 30, you know, 30 something years, you're going to learn it. And, and that's what I've done on dirt. I've played in dirt my whole life. And, and um, so, yeah, you, you just get to a point where you can read it really well. It just drives me crazy, mostly in four wheels, in that people just say, oh, I can drive a car on the freeway. You know, this is not that hard. Yeah. You just throttle it. The same that you're saying right now. It's like there's so much. It's it's a mental game as well as a physical game for you guys out there. For sure. And then if you do find where that grip is, two laps before the other guy <laughs> finds out, that could be the difference between winning and losing the race on two wheels or four wheels. So. Um, and the track's ever changing. I mean, there's every single lap, you know, we do anywhere from 25 to 30 laps at a supercross. every single lap, the dirt's changing and the, the, the turns are changing and the ruts are ever changing. It's just, a it, the track's alive. You know, a lot of people say that like the track is actually alive and it is, it's just changing every lap. There's something different and the quicker and uh, better you can adapt, uh, compared to your competitors. That's, there's been nights where it's, you know, netted me a win and other nights where I've, I've been a little bit late on it and it will cost you three or four positions. You were talking, I believe, I believe it was you, you were talking about the dirt at Detroit, talking about rocks and freaking body parts and car parts. <laughs> <laughs> GM and Ford parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is that true? Do you, you could, they, aren't they responsible of sifting through the sand and the dirt to get those big chunks out for you guys? 
Yeah, and they do a good job of it. You know, Detroit was a little bit rocky, but I actually don't mind that. I, I, you know, I don't want to go to tracks every weekend where the dirt's the same and they've sifted it and it's just perfect. Um, I think it's good to have different, you know, changes throughout the year. And and if it's a rocky soil, if we're in Phoenix, Arizona, for instance, uh, it's obviously desert and and rocky and hard packed. I think it should be rocky and hard packed. And, and not just perfect dirt like we see in like a St. Louis. I think St. Louis has the best dirt of the year. Uh, that black, really nice, nice soil. So I think it's cool to go all over the country, race on different types of soil. And, you know, when we're in Florida, it's sandy, right? And, and it should be sandy. We should be racing in, in some really soft conditions. So I, I like that. But no, they do a great job of, of sifting the dirt and getting the rocks out and and the car parts and all the stuff that you you had mentioned. <laughs> well, that's a whole other animal. You're right. Uh, again, Justin Brayton here in the Freak Nation, 38 years old, retiring from Supercross after two decades. We've been doing this for 22 years, so we know how things can put a beat down in your body. But damn it, which reminds okay, you're 38. What does your body feel like? Does it feel 38, or do you need to add on a few more years? It, it just depends on the day. <laughs> today, I, today I feel pretty good. I feel like about 27. Uh, two weeks ago, I felt like I was 61. So <laughs> just, just depends on the day. But no, it's actually been good. I, you know, that's the thing about staying in it this long is that I have to keep my body fit, have to keep it in shape. And that helps. You know, there's that good old saying of if you let the old in, you'll never get it out. And if you slow down, you'll never speed back up. So I, I kind of live by both of those mottos. Hey, buddy, thanks for doing this. Good luck this weekend, man. And it's always fantastic when you roll in the Freak Nation. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Read a brilliant piece this week on the MSNBC website. It was a deconstruction of the successes young drivers are having in NASCAR recently. The last 12 races have all been won by drivers under 30. The piece, though, said this is more about their race experience than it is about their age. All of that might be true, but it misses the real point of what's happening lately. These new winners represent a deeper dive into the potential pool of race fans. And we all know NASCAR needs a new influx of new fans right now. There are only three former champions, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex, among this week's top 10. And Elliott is 26, and Logano is only 31. He's still a newcomer to some NASCAR fans. We're finally witnessing a changing of the guard in the NASCAR Cup Series. When the checkered flag falls lately, we're missing the Kevin Harvicks, the Bush brothers, Brad Keselowski, and the others who banged their way into victory lane the last 10 years. Now there's new names, new challengers, new rivalries, new headlines are more than welcome in the NASCAR Cup Series inside the marketing conversations there. Anyone who doesn't understand that NASCAR is in the core business of audience building and not racing doesn't really understand what's going on. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, 
Coming up next, I look forward to watching professional athletes or people in the same profession ask each other questions. And this happens with Michelle Abadi. She's a Trans Am TA2 driver, sports car pilot. She's a badass. And then Antron Brown, of course, is the three-time top fuel champion. She was at the races yesterday in Las Vegas and crash your stats. Well, I've got all this on tape where she's asking him about 12,000 horsepower versus 550 horsepower. It's fun <laughs> to watch. We should do these crossover interviews more often yeah. because it is cool to see two people in their element, but with totally different perspectives. So that's what we'll do next, Freak Nation. Enjoy this interview coming up uh, with Michelle Abate and three-time NHRA top field champion. You don't get this often, but uh, when you do, it's freaking gold. She was just giddy talking to <laughs> a driver that can handle 12,000 horsepower in four under four seconds. That's coming up next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, our friends at General Tire are back at it, and they want to give you up to $70 on a Visa prepaid card just for purchasing four passenger tires on General Tire from now through April 30th. That's $70, guys. Spring is here, so show off your new tires, your new Generals. It's that easy. Guys, for more information, just check out General Tire. General Tire delivers for whatever life brings your way. And yes, General Tire is the official tire of Speed Freak. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers. General Tire's Grabber X3 all-season mud-terrain tire offers aggressive styling engineered for durability with innovative performance features ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with Speed Freaks since 2001. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. 
Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50 pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. You know, I would like to have been in the room when Zach Brown said this. And if you <laughs> if you know anything about Formula One, if you've been watching Drive to Survive, you know who Zach Brown is, Freak Nation. He, of course, is the CEO of McLaren Racing, uh, not just with Formula One, but an IndyCar as well when it comes to, to McLaren Racing specifically. He says uh, basically that uh, Monaco always stood for the most glamorous part of Formula One. But uh, basically, he tells Monaco, better step up your game to stay in the, on the Formula One calendar. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does have one thing right, though. Monaco has been quite a processional race over the last many, many, many years. But it's Monaco. Come on. That's like telling Daytona, you better step up your game or you're off the NASCAR calendar. Or telling Indy, you better step up your game or you're off the... NHRA U.S. Nationals grid or the Indy 500. I mean, come on. Or or like telling Talladega, you always have a big accident and it wipes out 25 cars and we can't afford that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what can, I, can I chime in here for a second? As the younger as the younger person on this show, I saw those same comments over in the week, Kenny. And when I saw him, I was like, you know, he's probably right, to be honest. He's probably right. Because for people my age, Newer Formula One fans, for a lot of us, we don't understand what Monaco means as a sport. Mm-hmm. And so if it left the calendar, I'd be like, cool. I just want I just want good racing. First of all, race is at five o'clock in the morning here in Phoenix. I ain't waking up for that. No. <laughs> I'd much rather you Monaco generally is on the same day as as the Indy 500 and the Coke 600. I care much more about both of those races than I ever will Monaco. So Zach Brown, in my opinion, coming from a younger perspective, is 100% right. You either crap or get off the pie if you're Monaco at this point. Maybe don't do it every year. Don't do it every year. Maybe do it once in a while and make it a really cool special thing to pay homage to the history of the sport. But do it every year to basically have it be whoever wins the poll wins the race and have two hours of just going around in circles. That doesn't do anything for me. There's actually, I don't know if we have time for this discussion, there's actually some uh, merit to what you're talking about. They're talking about having three or four places in several countries around the world where you can go race uh, and not the same place every time. So mm-hmm. they, they, there was some talk about maybe having 30 races in the Formula One calendar. And, and oh, wait a minute. But they're saying that maybe we'll have 30 venues and we'll go to 20 of them in any given year. Yeah, the, the major complaint for Zach Brown, from what I read, was, you know, again, Monaco's been on the schedule as long as we can remember. It just hasn't been able to adapt to the size of the cars and to, yeah. to the technology of the cars and doesn't provide what, frankly, in my opinion, has become a better Formula One where you see passing. It's like, we have record passing of <laughs> five this race. What? <laughs> 
I passed gas in the first five minutes five times. Why can't we have more We don't passing? need to know that. No, that's All right, we much don't need to know that. Yeah, right. Michelle Abadi, Trans Am pilot. It's awesome. She caught up with Antron Brown yesterday. Antron Brown, three-time NHRA top fuel pilot. And it's just, just it, listen to this if you're listening to us on the Freak Radio Network and watch this when you see these two badasses interview each other. Basically, it's her interviewing Antron Brown trying to grasp really 12,000 horsepower as a person driving Trans Am car with 550 horsepower. Michelle Abadi and Antron Brown here in Lucas Oil Studios. We're here with three-time world champion Antron Brown. Mm -hmm. And I got some questions for you because I'm Michelle Abadi. I race in the Trans Am series. We're LS-based platform. We make a whole 550 horsepower. <laughs> and so uh, this is my second time to the drags here with NHRA and Lucas Oil. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is my first time with the four wide. And I and I just, man, like, are your eyeballs, how are your eyeballs still in your head, dude? Like They're, they're, they're in there. You know, you, you, you talk about like 550 horsepower. Yeah. Well, you, you can probably tell them that you make left and right turns. There's a difference. I go straight. Does your car turn? It does a little No, no, it turns. And you turn to try to keep it straight. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. But the crazy part is, I hate to tell people this, it takes at least 800 horsepower just to turn my blower over. Yeah, that's insane. But we're putting a lot of forced air in. And what a lot of people don't realize is that we run off of nitromethane. And it's actually a chemical used to actually like fertilize strawberries and stuff like that. <laughs> or you put it on there. But if people know... Yeah fertilizer is very explosive yeah like, boom right well we've got the most and nitro could be used for a solvent in the medical field to clear out medical quick like to clean it yep. sterilize it but we use it where it's not it's a really safe fuel it's not volatile like if you just light it up it won't go off okay you gotta compress it and get it really really excited and then you gotta put a whole bunch of you can look throw a match of nitro and it'll put it out okay and you gotta get it really excited put it and when you and once you get excited you put that heat to it it's like Kaboom! Yeah. <laughs> and what makes that boom? That's what you hear up the start line when you're out there. When you, okay. go, like, you hear the cars go, bop, 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 yep. bop. You know, that's just like raw, raw dog yep. power. <laughs> it's insane. Like, so obviously my favorite part is you guys, when, you know, when you guys all take off with the four wide, you get like four times. This just, it's just crazy. And, and, I can appreciate horsepower, definitely. I appreciate my 550 horsepower. You got how much? We got close to almost 12,000 horsepower. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even, my brain doesn't even, I don't even know what that is. Well, the, the <laughs> hardest part is to explain to people that it takes that much power because we go from literally from zero yep. to 100 miles an hour in 0.8 of a second. Yeah, that's insane. You know, Joker's always talking about, hey, man, you get the new Plaid Edition Tesla, <laughs> and it goes like 0, 060 and 1.8. Well, hey, check this out. <laughs> check this out. Let me tell you a little something. That's like us. We step on the gas, not even for a microsecond, we done went 60. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know where 60 is. You I don't even like... have 60. You put 0.8. Whether you like it or not, you went 100 miles an hour. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Um, I, I think that's super cool. You know, I don't. How did you where, how did you get started real quick? Tell me like. Well, I got started racing, and it's like the old story. Well, I just grew up around my parents, and 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 my dad and uncle were drag racers, so I got to grow up around that. Very nice. You know what I mean? So so they were racing before I was born. Sportsman level, weekend warrior. Yep. You know what I mean? Worked hard Monday through Friday, and spend all your money spend all your money on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's one of those types of deals. And 
racket racing, the grassroots NHRA drag racing. And my dad started off with motorcycles, okay. like I did. He's crazy. You're then, crazy. Y'all crazy. He went from motorcycles to like the cars, but my uncle was always the driver. My dad was the rider. Okay. And then he stopped when he got hurt real bad. And then he was like the crew chief of the car, and my uncle raced it. Yeah. So for me, I got to grow up around it. And I was like, man, I want to get in this thing. They had me polishing rims, freaking yeah. like changing tires, <laughs> yeah. like putting trannies in, helping with engine work. I'm like, when you let me drive? Until this day. Yeah. Out of all my years of racing, I've been racing now for this is my 24th season. Yeah, I never got to drive my dad or uncle's car once. <laughs> okay. Not once. How about that? So, and then now you're a team owner, right? Tell me about that. What's that like? Oh, Lord have mercy. Let me say so. Sometimes I look in the mirror, I go, What am I doing? What did I do? I literally go, What did I do? But on the real, it's just so, it's just something that I always want to do because I kind of want to build a legacy for my family. And some for my kids, if they love the business, they could do the business, but not just for me, but for all my guys, like my whole group, my, my whole team. Yeah. And my wife's a full blown part of it. She's in the shop with me awesome. like every day, full blown. And we're doing together as a family. And the coolest part is all the work we're putting in, we get to reap the benefits. Right now, the only benefits that, that we're reaping is being about over $2 million in debt. Yeah. But besides that, <laughs> besides that, once we get that cleared up, we'll be just fine. So, sounds like every other motorsport, yes. you know? I can I can feel you on that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I own a Trans Am team as well. That's kind of how my husband and I got, got into it is we bought a car and, and he's my crew chief and I'm the driver. And so I can appreciate the hard work that goes into doing it and the late nights and just, the sacrifices and hey, and all that. Well, I got a question for you. Does the husband ever go, hey, uh, Chuck, can uh, you be a little easier on equipment? Hey, can you bring it? Can you bring it back? <laughs> no, because I, I pay the bills out of the account, so I already know that in the back of my head. She gonna listen to you Yeah. Oh, Lord. Hey, hey, I can tell you one quick story, and y'all appreciate it. Both of y'all appreciate this story. Yeah. So, the moment when we started the race team, we bought our first brand new trailer. Came to the shop. Oh, nice. Truck trailer. We got the truck, picked up the trailer, bringing it back to Indy, coming to shop. The truck got back late at night, it was like 10 p.m. My wife was there, the other team guys were there because we wanted to see our first truck, yep. a transporter come in. <laughs> it came in and my wife put her arm around me, it got my arm around her, she got her arm around my waist and we're just looking at it rolling. My wife goes, baby, that is a nice trailer. I said, yeah, baby. And she goes, it's ours. And then we walked up in it we walk through it and she goes, this is really nice. And then we open the bathroom, she goes, this bathroom is gorgeous. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, we walked out, I put my arm around her again, I gave her a kiss on the cheek. I said, baby, I am so glad you like this. Cause once we broke, we'll be living in this little biscuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Trailers are they're expensive. Oh, shit. I actually won a trip. My my race trailer that we were using the first uh -huh. three years, I won it on a, on a online like giveaway with uh, what with with Intec trailers. What Intec? It's not like your trailer. Intecs are nice trailers they are though. Super nice. They're super so. Mine's yeah. a Pegasus and, and okay. They make regular trailers too, but they're like top notch. Yeah. And we love the depth, but the Intech, <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking a Bravo. I would have an Intech for my son's car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You want it? I want it. it you didn't have to pay for it? No, sir. You want them lucky jokers. Yeah, hey, I worked hey. hard for them boats. It was all online voting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need her on my yeah. team. I need her on my team. Can I get, can I get a Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm for you. No, that's cool, man. Well, well, this weekend's been, been all right for you. 
it's been good. Well, we made four good qualifying laps. We went out on track and progressively got better and better with good. every lap. Awesome. So uh, we're definitely- That's not a lap. That's a line. <laughs> it's a lot because you got to go up and you got to roll back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I race laps. You don't race laps. She, she talked about a whole different life. We have four good laps. You know what a lap is? You know what a lap is? On the gas yeah. and off the gas. Okay. And we go off the gas, we hit the chute. Just because she's on the throttle for her full lap don't mean that we, we ain't got to be on throttle for us because we're going too quick. We need some part of the track to slow down. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll take hey, it. when you do 330, you got to slow down somewhere. I've never been that 330. You on an airplane, me? maybe. Hey, look, 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 look. I'm really 80 years old, but when you go 330, it keeps you looking like you're 30. That's it. That's what I'm saying. See this? No lies, no streaks, no gray hairs. No, look, look. Look, 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 at look, it. look at his face. Oh my God. That's not a lap. That's a straight. <laughs> that is excellent. Yeah. That is absolutely excellent. <laughs> because that's just, that's two race car drivers chatting about their, their, where they live on race weekends and, and their, their different styles. And they're just in each other's lingo and it's cool. And just to sit on the outside and look at that, it's like, okay, this is fun. This yes. is what you want to see. This is cool. They're in totally different motorsports realms, but again, it's the same family. Oh, that was brilliant, Kenny. Good job. That was cool. Well, it it, it also helps when you have two dynamic personalities. Well, yeah, She's a course. badass in her Trans Am car. And Antron, he just gets better with age, that man. Mm. He really does. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yes, he's been a friend of the freaks from the very beginning, and uh, yeah, I love the guy. I, I I've called him on the phone, and you know, when I'm in the car traveling somewhere, we just talk for an hour. He's he's a mm. he's a cool guy. He, I mean, of course, we started knowing him when he was racing Pro Stock motorcycle, and. I just don't remember, like you were talking about, Kenny, his dynamic personality. He had a good personality back then, too. We had lots of laughs with him back then, too. But it's almost like the wisdom on top of the dynamic personality just makes for a really cool Antron, a really cool person in general. It's Yeah, there's something there. Stat and I were texting during the interview, and we're talking about how that's a great idea for a feature for the show. And it's, oh, yeah. I, I completely agree. And I saw the same thing you were talking about. Iconoclast. I didn't see it on Sundance channel. Stat man. I saw it on a Bravo or something Yeah, where you have those professionals. Yeah, like Samuel L. Jackson interviewing Bill Russell, you know, and yeah. just, just mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a great, uh, it's a great idea. Well, what, I, is, what does Jerry Seinfeld do? Comedians and cars getting coffee, coffee and or coffee and cars. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Those are some brilliant interviews. Yeah, that's love it. So yeah, Freak Nation. I, I hopefully you enjoyed that. It's it's just always fun to see two badasses uh, get together and hammer each other on free trailers. Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. The freaks. Not much motorsports. Hey, Crash, I think you're going to like this idea. It's called the sports bra. We already have sports bras. 
Well, the sports bra, which opened its doors last Friday, is a sports bar dedicated exclusively to women's sports. Okay, I like. I do like that. Mm-hmm. It's again in Oregon. Chef and founder Jenny Wynn. She believes her business is the world's first sports bar dedicated exclusively to women's sports. I love that name, sports so bra. Why is, no, why is it called bra? Because men wear sports bras. Crash. Because women, it's. Oh man! Sorry, literal Linda. Would you just—they're having fun with it. Okay. It's then a, I, it's okay, a, if that's what it is, then cool. It's okay. a sports yeah, bar, cool but it's called sports bra. <laughs> sports it's, it's bra. It's it's sports bra. No, no, not that. B R A. Sports. <laughs> Richie, help me spell this out for Crash. I clearly I need it. God. <laughs> I'm still cool with it, but we have 20 I mean, seconds left in the show. I'll do it afterwards, Crash. No, I'll explain everything okay. to you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. A fun show, Freak Nation. <laughs> Ending like that. Oh, geez. Sports bra. Bra. Sports bra. Mm. All right, Stat Man. You're ready to shoot the juice to the moose and cut it loose. See ya. <laughs> Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.